Welcome to Blast the Airwaves with Blast Intermediate Unit 17. Here at Blast Intermediate Unit 17, we strive to transform lives and communities through educational services. On this podcast, we will provide you with educational solutions for all, no matter the learning environment. So teachers, administrators, caregivers, what are you waiting for? What would happen if we started questioning what if? What if we had a positive perspective on education? What if we flipped the switch on education? What if we were the solution? Hello, listeners. We are excited to blast the airwaves with you today and provide educational solutions for all. My name is Rebecca Gibney, and I am the Curriculum and Online Learning Specialist here at Blast Intermediate Unit 17. I am thrilled to welcome you to Episode 14 of Blast the Airwaves. Today, during this episode, we will continue to uncover the secrets of what it takes to build your teacher credibility, trust, and competence. How do we now build trust in the world we are living in? How can we show our competence when maybe, just maybe, we feel like a first-year teacher all over again? You are not alone. These are questions that we all wonder. So why not jump right in and start blasting the airwaves? I can't stand the politics at work. I feel sabotaged by my peers. It seems like everyone is out for himself, herself, and will do anything to get ahead. I feel like my contributions at work are hardly ever recognized or valued. I have to walk on eggshells at work. If I say what I really think, I'll get fired or at least made irrelevant. My boss micromanages me and everyone else at work. He treats us all like we can't be trusted. Sound familiar? I truly hope that these situations are not what you experience daily in the workplace, but I also am not naive. I know that these circumstances exist. These examples that Stephen Covey define in his book, The Speed of Trust, are circumstances where there is a lack of trust, where we feel helpless and mentally exhausted, undervalued. What do we do? What can we do? We can do something. Trust equals confidence. Distrust equals suspicion. I find this statement bold and interesting. I never looked at distrust as suspicion, but boy, how about it? When we do not trust someone or something, we're overly suspicious, either paranoid we are doing something wrong or over anxious that something will go wrong. Whereas when I feel trust, I feel competent. I feel confident. Stephen Covey outlines trust mainly in the workplace. However, when we start to really think about it, I wonder how much trust someone can have, someone can give, when they have trust at the foundational level. Yes, this is a podcast for educators and students in the classroom. However, if you're an administrator, a teacher leader, think. Think deeply about the trust you give and the trust you have. Hard truth and this is just from my experiences, you cannot expect trust from your colleagues or your staff if you do not model the trust first. A system must be built on trust first and you are the driver of that trust. It starts with you. But let's take these scenarios and flip it back into the classroom. How many times do we hear sometimes 
that a student's voice is not valued. Maybe a teacher micromanages his or her classroom in fear of losing control. What about a classroom where students are afraid to ask questions or respond to a question as a result or in a fear of failure? Trust folks, the underlying cause of all of this is lack of trust. And like I said before, and well, so did Stephen Covey, we can do something about it. Trust is one of the core components of building teacher credibility. Remember, how well do students feel like they can learn from you? It also helps with building positive student-teacher relationships. Friends, teacher credibility is always at play. According to Fisher, Fry, and Hattie, these are some steps that you can take to build that trust, even in the distance learning environment. First, if you make a promise, keep it. If you can't keep it, your students deserve to know why. If you promise one more activity before break, just do one more activity, not five more activities. Be truthful, speak the truth to your students about their performance, about anything. They can handle it. Think about how you speak to your students. While yes, it is important to be truthful, it is even more important to balance your praise. It is not always the hot sauce, the negative or the wrong, but sprinkle on some sugar. I got the sugar and hot sauce analogy from the former University of Connecticut men's basketball coach, Kevin Ollie. Ever since I attended a coaching clinic with him, it stuck. Not only do I give my basketball player sugar and hot sauce, but I translated it to the classroom with my students. Of course, in education, there are plenty of examples like this. A star and a wish is another one. And if you do catch yourself spreading too much hot sauce or always pointing out the negative or the wrong, catch yourself. Step back and reevaluate. Your students can sense those vibes. Remember, it is the vibes you give that form those relationships and ultimately impacts your credibility. It is these recommendations that you can continue to build trust no matter the learning environment. Yet in order to maintain trust, I, including Hattie Fisher and Fry, also find that competency, no, not necessarily right now how well you know the content, but also how well you perform as expected and appropriately. That's another key element to building that credibility. If you do not know an answer, tell your students you will work to find the answer. Show up on time to an online learning session. Greet your students virtually, grade being fair and valid. Do not write the same comment, good work, or I see your points, or interesting, and then continue to give each student the same score. A 10 for student A who wrote 10 sentences, a 10 for student B who wrote five sentences but the students won't notice, will they? I'll let you in on a little secret. Students talk. And from my experience, they notice. They want to be heard. They want to be valued. They want their work to amount to something meaningful. So take the time. I know that it can be challenging. I have caught myself falling behind already, even working with adults and commenting on posts. I find, my, I find myself repeating generic responses. It happens, it's going to take time. It will take us being intentional and setting aside time, but it will be worth it. Competency in relation to trust is one thing, 
But then yes, there is competency in relation to teaching. You guessed it. I wasn't going to let you off the hook that easy. Students want to know what you expect from them and what you know. They expect a certain level of expertise. They expect that your delivery is coherent, well-paced, and organized. They do, but keep in mind, this does not mean you have every single answer, like I mentioned earlier. You still have your phone a friend if needed. Be truthful with them. But since we're speaking about truth, it sort of seems like that's a theme for this episode. Be true to yourself. How many of you listening feel like it's a, you're a first-year teacher again? It's okay to admit it. I know I definitely feel like I am back to the drawing board. So let's take this back to the intro. Let's take this back to my go-to question this year. What if? Because I see it, as I see it, you can look at this year as an opportunity or you can let this year pass you right by. Fisher, Fry, and Hattie say it perfectly. The task is the same. Let me say that again for you, educator friends. Your task is teaching. Teaching is the same. But how you view it, how you view your experiences right now, your view can influence your efforts, the stress you experience, and the satisfaction you receive. Your view, your perspective. Why are we overcomplicating things? We, as in me too, I seem to always overcomplicate things, but I'm working on it. For example, when our district first went one-to-one, I literally downloaded every single app under the sun because it looked fun. And we all know there are tons of apps, websites, resources out there. And can you guess what happened to all of those apps, websites, and resources that I downloaded? I'm sure you guessed it. I never used them. Well, maybe one or two here and there, but they mainly sucked up all of my storage. Instead, I had maybe one or two or three go-to resources. That was it. And I survived. I was guilty of letting the tool choose the task, not the task choose the tool. As I am sure, there are a few of you listening who are guilty of this too. But folks, face it. We will not know every single app, every single resource, every single website out there. Stop driving yourself crazy. It's okay to have one, two, maybe four in your toolbox, and we'll get to this idea in the future. It's okay. You do not need a different tool for every single task. While I was overloading on apps a few years ago, my biggest aha moment I had in teaching happened in my first year teaching. Actually, it is ironic because this lesson also translates to my translates to my life, and it was brought to my attention not by an administrator, not by a colleague, but rather my students. I always felt like my classroom had to be jammed packed. Or should I say my lessons? Also my classroom too, because I had a lot of things on my walls. But I had to pack my lessons with new strategies, new routines, new seating charts, etc. Everything new every week. I had to change things up, keep things fresh, aka, this is also how I lived my life. Always something new, keeping myself busy. It wasn't until I read my feedback from my students, remember, checking my credibility, where I realized my students did not want change. They wanted consistency. They wanted predictability. And these were high school students. 
They looked forward to the routine. They expected something constant, not something new. Change in certain places is okay. And sometimes they wanted change to spice it up, but not every single day, every single week. Fisher, Fry, and Hattie mimic these exact same comments from my students in their suggestions in the distance learning playbook because this consistency and predictability not only helps educators show competence, but it also allows students the chance to believe in themselves and prove their own competency to you, the educator, and themselves. I've never ever thought of it like that before, but hearing that from my students and maybe for you hearing that from the experts like Fisher, Fry, and Hattie, maybe it's like a weight lifted off your shoulders. It was for me. In the world we're living in right now, less is more. We do not hear that often in education. So let me say it again. Less is more. Keep things simple. Build trust. Remember, the task has not changed. Keep in mind you are the influencer. You are the influencer of your own thoughts, your stress levels, your experience. So take a deep breath, reset yourself, and remember, less is more. We're going through some pretty huge changes right now. Focus on the small changes. After all, sometimes the smallest changes make the biggest impact. We would like to thank you for blasting the airwaves with us today. If you like the show, please subscribe or leave a review. If you want to know more, check out www.iu17.org for further resources and show notes. As always, we want to thank you for what you do every single day. Remember, keep shining. We'll be back next episode to provide you another educational solution for all as we continue to transform lives and communities through educational services.